Wonderful, wonderful. Well, you can grab your seats here tonight. Why don't we thank the whole band? Fantastic, guys. So, so wonderful to be together in God's house tonight. Welcome. It's good to be back. I kind of like doing double church. It's, uh, you know, many of us might go to the gym multiple times during the week if we're good. I think a couple of services is good sometimes for us. So it's good to be back in God's house and uh, we're going to have a great time tonight. Tim Zachary, welcome home from South Africa. Good to see our friend Tim back there, which is magnificent. And uh, as Rhonda mentioned before, we had an absolutely stunning night. Uh, on Friday night here, we relaunched youth and uh, we are just in for the greatest days before us with our youth ministry. It's the largest night we've ever had at Silverwater with our youth. And uh, every Friday night of the school term, we are here, 6.30. So if you know anyone who is in that category, uh, that high school age, invite them along. Because I tell you what, um, our young people are going to really need to know faith in their life because uh, fear is going to try and overtake them. They're going to need a strength on the inside of them. And I know that they'll get it in no other better place than the house of God. And uh, this place is magnificent. I was uh, doing some preparation uh, on the back deck this afternoon and uh, my three-year-old uh, daughter, Cleo, was kind of coming up to me and firstly she was feeding me carrots and just kept kind of shoving them into my mouth. And when I had enough uh, carrot, I had to like change the thing and I started telling her like I often do uh, that she's beautiful. And I said to her this afternoon, I said, oh, Cleo, why are you so beautiful? And she just looked at me and she said, from church. And, uh, and you know what? I think, uh, you know, she's actually, uh, she's hitting the nail on the head in one sense because uh, church does make us beautiful on the inside. That's what Jesus Christ does. And uh, this place does help to transform us and mold us into who Jesus Christ wants us to be. And I loved in that second song tonight, we sang this line. It says, you took these rags and made them beautiful. And uh, that's what uh, the house of God does for us. Isn't that magnificent? He takes us out of one state and leads us into another place, which is really, really exciting. Well, tonight we uh, conclude this series of Reality Bites. And tonight we're looking at how to handle anxiety. So let me pray. Father God, we thank you for every life here in this auditorium. We thank you, Lord, your hand is upon each and every one of them. And Father God, you know us so well. You know everything, Lord God, uh, that we struggle with. And we thank you tonight that you can help us as we look into this topic. We thank you, Lord God, there is freedom in the house of God tonight. There is breakthrough in the house of God. And there is a great sense of you leading us to a higher and better way to live this life. We thank you, Lord God, that you speak to each of us through your word. And C3 Silverwater said, Amen. Amen. Well, anxiety is uh, defined as this, a feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease about something with an uncertain outcome. That's how anxiety is defined. And you know what? In life, it is so easy to find ourselves in situations that cause us to be anxious. I mean, life just seems to throw a lot at us, doesn't it? Sometimes you've just got to go as far as your letterbox to start feeling anxious as you start opening the uh, letters, because we don't really get nice letters anymore in the letterbox. They're just like, what happened to the good old days of pen pals? They like don't exist anymore. So that letterbox, it just gets angry these days. And I tell you, there's definitely a conspiracy out there, because I don't know if, it's, if you're anything like me, but they seem to just line up the rates 
the energy bill and uh, the water bill, they kind of come back to back. It just seems to be every time, every quarter, they go boom, boom, boom. It's like a couple of quick uppercuts and you're like, you're wounded when you keep going down to that letterbox, getting bill after bill after bill. And life's often like that. You can so easily just get, you know, poor reports, things where you might go to the doctor and get a bad report. You might be hearing that they're, uh, they're doing job cuts in your workplace and you're thinking, oh no, this, this could be coming my way. It's so easy to find yourself in situations. You might uh, be at your home and you, uh, you think you've just got a light out, so you invite Mick over, the electrician, and he gets in and goes, nah, it's not just the globe, like the whole wiring of your whole house is shut, you need to replace it all. And you go from thinking it's going to be a quick call-out fee and 20 minutes of the electrician's time, and it ends up being like a three-day job. Like, life seems to be like that. I can remember my first car. Um, I had to put four different engines in. It just felt like every time something went wrong, it's like, well, Sonny, your whole engine shot, you're going to need a new engine. I'm like, oh, again, just engine after engine. In the end, I just, the last thing I wanted to do was to go and see the mechanic because I was just waiting for the bad news. And, uh, you know, and it can just happen in life. Things just happen. And so easily we can find ourselves in this place of, of not really knowing what's going to be happening in the future, and that can cause us to be anxious. We might get to the stage where we're a bit fearful of a late-night phone call. We might have a fear and anxiety around being alone or the fear of never reaching dreams or maybe it's around debt or fear of disasters or, you know, maybe some, something bad coming us, at us with our health or cancer. There's all these things that so easily can, can lead us into an area of life where we're actually anxious. Well, I want to bring some really great news here tonight because I know that we have a great God and He's a magnificent God. And whatever we face in life, we have what we need to get through it and get through it well. Because this is a real issue. Uh, they're saying right now that over a 12-month t- period, over 2 million Australians will experience deep level of exi- anxiety. That's saying that the, the kind of anxiety they're talking about is that even after what's causing us to be anxious, you know, moves on and gets sorted out, that we're still living in that place, like it's coming at us. It comes sometimes even without anything happening. There's over 2 million Australians in a 12-month period that had a serious issue with this. This stuff is happening and it's around us. Uh, Pastor Nat shared this morning, one day we were on our way to Mick and Rhonda's house and as we pulled into their driveway, we, we saw this young guy on the side of the road and we jumped out and, and, and the girlfriend was, was just like, she was all over the place and apparently he just had this, which we found out later, like a massive anxiety panic attack. He, he couldn't breathe, he was struggling to breathe and when I got out of the car, I had no idea what was happening. I just started praying, praying for deliverance. But I was just praying my heart out for this young guy on the side of the road. I didn't know what was happening. But all I knew was she was frantic. He wasn't breathing. I'm praying all sorts of things. But it ended up being that that, that this anxiety and panic had so overwhelmed him that he couldn't breathe. The ambulance came. And it's just like this world is in a place where people are struggling. And anxiety can go on, and the Bible says in Proverbs 12, 25, it says, anxiety in the heart of man causes depression, but a good word makes it glad. You know, it can really lead through these things. 
And I don't know where you're at tonight. I don't know how your world is sometimes, but I want to give us some great keys tonight. I want to give us some hope here tonight, because there is hope through Christ Jesus. There's hope for us tonight if we've carried anxiety into here, and if we hit anxiety in our future, there is hope for us in Jesus' name. John 14, 27, an absolutely stunning scripture says this, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Jesus has left us with peace. We've just got to know where to go to get it. The peace is there for each and every one of us. It's what he left for us, this beautiful peace. And I don't know about you, but I want to live a life with as much peace as I can because I know I'm a better better father, I'm a better husband, I'm a better friend when I'm living in peace, when I'm not letting the the worries of life overwhelm me because when I'm in that place, I'm inward looking and I'm not joyful and uh, I'm concerned. It's just, it's not a nice Hartley. I want to be a Hartley who is at peace. And I know that the only place I really get this is through Jesus Christ. So the answers are there. The truth is, we've got to remember that God is in control. And He goes with us even into our darkest moments in life. He is there. He is like that. He's not a God who just passes hospital passes to us, which is a a pass that you do in football just to like set someone up so they've got no hope except to get smashed by the opposition. He is there with us. He has answers for us. He wants to lead us into an amazingly blessed, incredible life in Him. I think about my life. I couldn't write this script any better, but in Him, He guides us and He leads us. Because Jesus was here to give us peace. Jesus came to set us free. He came to proclaim liberty to the captives. There is freedom in Christ Jesus. And I want the rest. I want the rest for my soul. And I just know when Jesus interacted with people on planet Earth, what did he do? He left them all feeling so much better. He left them healed. He left them delivered. He left them with their sins forgiven. He left them in such an amazing place, such an amazing state. And that is the glorious side of Jesus Christ, where the enemy only comes to to steal and kill and destroy and take away. But that's not Jesus. Jesus is not like that. So if you've got your Bibles here tonight, we're going to base tonight out of a really wonderful passage of Scripture, one that's dear to my heart, one that's helped me, one that I've stood on a lot of times in my life. It's Philippians 4, 6 and 7. It says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Make your requests known to God, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your heart and minds through Christ Jesus. What a magnificent scripture. What a scripture to help us as we round out this series. Be anxious for nothing. I don't know if you're great at memorizing scripture, but if there can be a couple that I could encourage you to have in your artillery, this would be one of them. Because I know what life's like, and I know the struggles we all go through, and they're real, and they seem to hit frequently. And this is the kind of scripture that I think we need in our artillery. I think we need this scripture to help carry us through. Because we've got to remember, you know, in Ephesians 6, when it's talking about putting on the armor, 
you see all of those things, the helmet and the breastplate and the, the buckle and the shield and the shoes and all of those things, they're like to protect us. But there's only one weapon mentioned in that scripture. It's the sword. It's the Word of God. It's our only weapon of attack. And we're going to need a weapon of attack when we've got these things coming against us. So we've got to make sure that we have these things. And knowing some scriptures, knowing a handful of ones that will really help us in life, I think is significant. And this is a great one to have because we live in this kind of city. It's a big city. It's a busy city. It's got pressures. And we just need to know that we can keep proclaiming that over our situations when they come. Just remember words like that, oh, Lord Jesus, your word says I can be anxious for nothing. And just start rolling that out, speaking back to the circumstances, speaking back to what's coming against you. You speak the word of God because it's got power. It's got more power than my words. It's got more power than great quotes from around the world for Richard Branson or even for Natalie Taylor, Hartley Taylor. Don't use quotes. Use the word of God. It is the sword. It is the weapon that we can all use to combat what's coming against us. Be anxious for nothing, this scripture says. Wow, nothing. That kind of like is a challenge, but it's also comforting knowing that we can go there on all things. Be anxious for nothing. Medis is the Greek word meaning no one, none, nothing. It just means nothing. And I think that this is a high calling to be anxious for nothing, but it's something we can strive for. It's the inner confidence that we can carry that no matter what comes, we can get to this place. We can get to this place. Be anxious for nothing. And I don't stand here tonight saying, oh, I've never been anxious in my life. There's times I certainly have been anxious and we learn in life and we take a journey. I can remember when we brought our first home six years ago almost now and I can remember going in the uh, office and putting down like a holding deposit on that thing and I think when I left I, I, I just almost felt sick like I, I thought I was doing a good thing but then you start second guessing yourself and I'm like oh no and for, for two nights was, I sleep really well generally but for two nights I was like struggling God have I, done, have, have I chosen the right street? What are my neighbours going to be like? Has it got termites? Is the roof going to fall down? I didn't even look at that. Didn't look at that. I've never brought a house before. You start second-guessing yourself, like wondering if a, it's one of the greatest decisions we've ever made. But there was still that kind of feeling. It was all new to me. And some people like that. You go to get married and you're like, you start second-guessing. Sometimes, you know, these things and these thoughts, and sometimes they can be the greatest decision we're making. But they start coming against us. We've just got to go, okay, I don't have to be. Let's not be anxious here. Let's move through this. Joyce Meyer says this, worry is a down payment on a problem you may never even have. <laughs> like sometimes you think about it, you look back at things and you think, why was I even, are you kidding me? Why did that worry me? That thing either never, never came to, to being or, or never, why did I worry at that? But in the middle of it sometimes we're just like, ah, we're, we're letting it get to us. But sometimes we just need another perspective. We kind of need sometimes to, to get out of that thing. Pastor Nat had a great word this morning about, you know, looking to the mountains. Like, you know, this little problem here, you get up on those mountains, been there for thousands of years, created by God, you get His perspective. Like, that's just a, a good way to look at it sometimes. Like, sometimes you just got to get the God perspective, get out of our little worlds and thinking, do I want this thing? Do I want this thing to rob from me? Because that's what anxiety does. It starts robbing from us. We're not thinking clearly. We're wasting time. We're wasting energy. 
like it's, it's a robbing agent. Let's not be robbed by things that we can overcome standing on the Word of God. I heard someone say this week that this whole area of anxiety and depression, it says it's got to be an enemy. Don't put your arm around it. And I like that. Like, don't be content with it. Oh, it's just how life is. It's just something I always do. Treat it as an enemy. Bind that thing. Look at that thing in the face and say, no longer. No longer will you steal from me. No longer will you conquer me. No longer will this affect me in my life. Live above that thing. Because we can through Christ Jesus. We can live like that. It's an enemy. Be anxious for nothing but in everything, the Scripture says. Kind of like that. Everything, big, small, life or death, whatever. Just everything. Just live this Scripture out in everything. Might even be the owner of a pet. I reckon that it might even, might scrape in even when your cat's sick. It might just make it in that you could pray over this thing just. Cat, dog owners, you're in like Flynn, but if you own a cat here tonight, you might just everything... But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Oh, this is a good scripture. You know, prayer is like handing the problem out of your world into God's world. Out of your hands into His hands. That's what it is. It's, it's, it's taking your hands off it and handing it over to God. Just stop and when we think about that, think, we would be crazy not to do that. We would be crazy for something that's weighing us down to not hold on to it for a second longer. Take that thing to the Lord, hand that thing over to the Lord and say, okay, God, your word says I can bring it to you by everything, by prayer, supplication, you're pressing it, you hand that thing over. You hand that thing over into his hands because the enemy wants us to stay focused on it, be worried about it. But let's not live that way. Let's make sure that we're turning that thing to God. I think about David, you know, conquers mighty victory over Goliath, but then he starts uh, having his own life, you know, threatened by Saul. And uh, for many years, his life was at risk, and I'm sure that that carried a lot of anxiety. Psalms 56 says this, Be merciful to me, O God, for men hotly pursue me. All day long they press their attack. My slanderers pursue me all, all day long. Many are attacking me in their pride. When I am afraid, I will trust in you. In God, whose word I praise, in God I trust, I will not be afraid. I love that he says, when I'm afraid, and then a few, like a verse later, he says, yeah, I won't be afraid. But he's going to God, what can mortal man do to me? He turned to God, he did exactly what we need to do. We turn to God. It's just what we have to do. I was preparing, as I said, this message, spending some time in it this afternoon, and uh, only a matter of like three hours ago, I, I get a text message. It's from my brother. He's like, hey, we've got to pray for Dad. He's, uh, he's had a fall. He, he, he's not speaking well. He's, uh, he, he's dizzy. He's weak. Uh, the ambulance is on the way. We've got to pray for Dad. There I am about to speak into this verse and I get that kind of text message. They're the kind of messages you don't want to get. My father's elderly. His health hasn't been great of late. All I've got to hold on to is my God. All I've got to do is to, to go straight to prayer within a moment of time 
And it's not just a, a weak prayer. I went to war in prayer. The door was shut on the bedroom at home, and I'm praying for my dad. I'm praying. I'm standing in the gap for my dad. I don't know of a better way to deal with situations like that. I can't be with him. He's out of Sydney. At the time, I'm just like, I've just got to pray. You've got to pray sometimes. You go and you declare that scripture that I won't be anxious. I won't be anxious, but I'll go to God. I know where to turn. I know that it needs prayer and that we go there. And can I just say, don't do it alone. One of the other things I did straight away was I text a few people. Text a couple of friends, text that mum and dad, said, look, just got this text from my brother. Can you join with me in prayer? Don't do life alone. We've got each other. God's put people around you. I'll tell you what, my faith, my anxiety lowers when I know that it's just not me carrying it, that I, I get the word out. I, you know, I sent a text to Natalie. She was 12 metres away from me in the house, but I'm like, you get the word out. Don't carry it alone. Get some other people involved. Get our prayers to help us. Our prayers crying out. I've had a few text messages back since, and uh, the one I love the most was uh, just before I think the church service started. Mick, you'll be happy. Uh, my brother said, Dad's more disappointed about uh, maybe missing uh, the bonfire on Friday night than going to hospital. You know, that's what he's on his mind. He's saying, oh, I'm sick. They're going to leave me in hospital. I can't make it the bonfire night. But he's okay. He's going to be okay. But don't do it alone. Go to God. And this scripture says with thanksgiving, what a, doesn't that mess our minds sometimes? Like big things come our way and we, okay, we go to you, God, but we've got to include thanksgiving. But that's one of the greatest things we can. I think that's where the faith part of it comes in. Because when we're thanking God in the middle of it, it's like, God, you've got this. God, you're going to come through for me. This situation's going to work out. You're with me and for me. This thing isn't going to defeat me. I'm going to rise above this thing. You're going to come through. You're going to be glorified. You're in control. You start thanking God in the middle of it. Don't get so bogged down. Get above the thing. Go to faith. Be thanking Him. Start worshipping Him through the middle of it. Go to that place. I love uh, in 1 Kings 18.41, Elijah makes this statement. He says, there is the sound of abundance of rain. But you know what? There wasn't any rain coming at that point in time. There he is declaring. It's almost like he's, he's thanking that it's on its way. And he sends up the guy to go and have a look. He comes back, no rain. Sends him again, comes back, no rain. Sends him again, no rain, no rain, no rain, no rain on the seventh time. I see the cloud the size of a fist. The rain was coming. He was hearing the sounds. He was declaring it's going to work out. I love that. It's turning around. Keep going to faith. Keep thanking. Keep thanking. Keep thanking. It's a good way to be. This thankfulness puts us, I think, in a place of worship. Worship your way through the problems, not worry. When worship is up, worry is down. Worship your way through these things. Just worship your way. Just throw everything on him. 1 Peter 5, 7, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. You just throw it. God, you've got this. You're going to come through. You cast it on him. It's kind of like when you go fishing. You, you don't drop the bait to your feet in the boat because there's no fish there. You've got to cast that thing into the water. That's where you're going to get the fish. Don't hold on to this thing. You cast it unto the Lord. You cast it. You put it into his hands. And we can have great confidence there. Paul and Silas, when they're in prison, you know, they've, they've done good. Cast out an evil spirit. But then they get whipped and they're feet are put in stocks and 
instead of going to complaining, they go to prayer and they go to worship. They pray their way out of that thing. They worship their way out of that thing. Don't go silent in the middle of your problems. Be a worshiper. Be a worshiper. God is there for us. Then it says, make your requests be known to God. Make sure we are actually praying. We're verbal about it. We're praying to God. Just go there. Go there. Be really specific in your prayers. Be specific. Pray. Love Dr. Yongi Cho, who was praying for six months uh, for a bike, a desk, and a chair. and He was having no breakthrough, and then he felt like the Lord say, yeah, but what kind of bike do you want? What kind of desk do you want? What kind of chair do you want? And it wasn't until he got specific. Oh, I want an oak table from America and this kind of bike and all this stuff. And boom, 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 started coming through. Get our prayers out there. Make them specific. Tell God. Tell God. It says this in our James 1, 5 to 8 in the message. If you don't know what you're doing, pray to the Father. He loves to help. You'll get his help and won't be considered to win your... Um, to when you ask for it. Ask boldly, believingly, without a second thought. People who worry their prayers are like wind-whipped waves. Don't think you're going to get anything from the master that way, adrift at sea, keeping all your options open. Be really specific with your prayer. Step in and go there. Anxiety is always going to be coming, and you can set up your future. Like at the band to come. I can remember uh, one of the big times in my life was... uh, I guess where anxiety could have really hit our family and hit me was when I was struck down with a, an illness called meningitis. One day I was feeling great. And by about lunchtime on this same day, I started to not feel too great. After a whole afternoon of just being bed-bound and in a lot of pain and a terrible night without barely any sleep and all sorts of symptoms, I was, uh, I was rushed off to a doctor and then rushed straight into an emergency at uh, Concord Hospital. And as I went into that hospital, I've, uh, I was just expecting, like every time you go to hospital emergency, you're just going to wait there hour after hour. But I remember this day because I literally handed in the paper and that kind of dropped me off at the door and I stumbled in and handed the paper and I literally just sat down for what felt like seconds, might have been 30 seconds, 35 seconds, I hear my name. I got rushed off into a room and, uh, you know, and it comes out that they, uh, they thought I had meningitis and then they had to go and do a test to see what strain I had of this disease because one of the strains can lead to some awful symptoms, sometimes even death. But do you know what? For some reason, in the middle of all of this while I'm waiting for results, just somehow there just seemed to be this, this peace And I think about that, the peace that transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your mind. And in the middle of that, I just just kind of knew it's in God's hand. Kind of just had the faith to know it's going to work out. I knew that the church was praying. I knew the word had got out. And it was wonderful news when I got the news back that I had the better stream of this, uh, this disease. The peace of God which transcends sends all understanding was there for me we're all going to hit things in life we're all going to hit struggles 
But I just want to remind us here tonight, we have all we need. We have all we need in Him to stand on the promises of God, to stand on the Word of God, to be people who truly walk in the ways He would want us to walk. My presence will go with you and I will give you rest. It's a promise from the Word. See how we handle these things, I think, just reflects so beautifully out in the world. If we do it well, if we handle the hard things in life really well, we actually shine so bright to those around us. We're great examples of Jesus Christ when we handle the pressures and the struggles well. But I think no matter what life throws at us, we have all that we need to handle it and handle it really, really well. We have it in Him. We have it in Him. So let's use what we've got. Let's use the Word of God. Let's combat. Let's take on the battles. Whatever life throws at us, don't be content to be hit by it, knocked down by it, take ages to get up, be someone who's willing to fight, to be willing to fight for the freedom that Christ has for each and every one of us. Can we do that? I think that's what God wants us to do, not to be taken out by this thing.